If you wonder about the birds and the bees, just tune in to some Frank and Beans. Welcome everybody to Frank and Beans, the podcast, where I am Beth. And I'm Brian. And we are reunited after three long episodes of recording without you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> you, it's like you cheated on me. I know. I like. I I was telling Brian. I literally felt like I was cheating on him, recording with other people. <laughs> you even sent me a text that was like, "I found the new Brian." All <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> that was Jason. We did uh, release that episode first because it was so great. But we do have uh, two other episodes that I recorded while I was in Austin, Texas at the Altercation Comedy Festival, performing and having the best week of my entire 38 years on this planet. So um, so we're going to sort of just sprinkle those in in between Beth and Brian episodes because, after all, it's our show. So Very true. I, yeah. I did like the one with Jason. Jason was – that was a good one. Oh, my God. He's so fucking hilarious. Like – like at first it was like you could tell like we were both a little nervous and then we hit a groove and like 15 or 20 minutes into it where we just like caught fire <laughs> mm-hmm. like so yeah that was a fun one he's really great so if you're in the chicago area definitely look him up because he is so so funny um and also i'm like oh fuck you for being 25 and being that good at it <laughs> right like, he's been doing it for 10 years right right that's insane no shit. But, i mean if you know what you want to do I think at 15, my uh, my goal was to be like a Coke dealer or something. That was... <laughs> yeah, I think I may have actual been just selling weed at 15. <laughs> it's like, also working at McDonald's, so. <laughs> right. Stand and up you realize was... how much those Coke dealers are making. And you're right. like, ooh, that's as far as my horizons will go. Right, because I'm over here making $4.25 an hour at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Might as well sell Coke. Right. Or weed in my case. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but regardless, stand-up was not on our radar. So <laughs> nope. Yeah, so good for Jason. But yeah, so Brian, because I felt like I was cheating on you, we decided that what a perfectly appropriate topic for us to talk about this week. It would be cheating. It would be cheating, yeah. And I don't know how we've recorded 50-something episodes and not even thought about it. Well, it's funny because I was dissecting this with someone earlier that I, oh, the guy I thought was Blue Regard. That <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was like, you know, really the reason that it's never come up is because in our entire history of this one year on this podcast, neither one of us have been in a relationship. So <laughs> cheating is just not on our radar, which it makes I mean, sense. good for yeah, us, no, right? Yeah. Like, a lot of things that we talk about are things that are going on in our lives. Um, yeah. And we just haven't been cheated on. Right. Which is great. It's like the great part of being <laughs> single, right? Is you're like, well, yeah. at least no one's cheating on me. <laughs> yeah. So the glass is always half full. But um, but yeah. So, I mean, that doesn't mean that we haven't been cheated on or ever cheated on anyone in the past, though. Very true. Because, debate- as our poll indicated, Brian, would you like to mm-hmm. talk about that? <laughs> yeah, we did a poll on uh, on our Facebook. Um, the question was, have you ever been cheated on or have you ever cheated on anyone else? The options were yes or lying. Um, yes or lying. <laughs> yeah. And 95% said that they had cheated or they had been cheated on. 95% was the final number? 
95 was the final number. Yep. That's fucking 5%. crazy. 5% said no or lied. And 5% no or lying is also probably like delusional, <laughs> uh, <laughs> naive, you know, because right. those people we can't guarantee said, they've never been cheated on. Very true. We also said, yeah, it's the 5% that haven't found out yet. Right, right. Entirely possible. Mm, so disgusting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I am fairly certain I've only been cheated on once. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one really fucked me up. <laughs> I yeah. mean, you know, it was like the worst thing that ever happened to me because, you know, I definitely invested all of my trust in that person. And it was just like, it was the biggest punch to my gut ever, you know? Yeah. It sucked. And I've only cheated on, on someone one time in my life, but... Mm-hmm. That person was at a point in our relationship where he was very emotionally abusive to me. And every single one of our friends will tell you that he deserved it and he had it coming because of the way he was treating me. Yeah, makes sense. So, and I would have never had like the, um, because he was kind of like breaking me down a lot emotionally. Uh, I think that I would have never had like the courage to leave that relationship had I not sort of like gotten my groove back by like sleeping with somebody else. That is one of the things that I did read in a different article that was um, that is a lot of women will do that to uh, break the relationship off. Like they don't know how to get out of that relationship any other way than to just cheat on somebody and then they're going to dump you. It just seems like a lot of to do when you could just be like, hey, I don't think it's working out. <laughs> you know, like. True. Well, you that know, at the same time, easier? maybe you kind of, yeah, but maybe you've got some like built up resentment that you're like, oh, and by the way. Yeah. Or you're in an emotionally abusive situation like that where you are so mentally like broken Checked down. Out. You don't even fucking care anymore. Yeah, or you don't think you can get anybody else, you know. Oh, that's like, a good that, point. That was a point in my life where, like, I was literally the skinniest I've ever been, right? Like, people were literally telling me, like, could you go ahead and, like, eat more because you look like an AIDS patient? Because <laughs> yeah. I have big Polish cheeks, so when I get too thin, I literally look like I have AIDS. But And, like, this person, like, he would be like, did you go to the gym today? And I would just be like, yeah, to give him get him off my back. And he'd be mm-hmm. like, no, you didn't. I called them. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, my God. It was like that. But it was like two years of complete, like, perfect bliss. And everyone's like, oh, they never fight. They're just so perfect. And then, like, he just snapped like that and just became this complete asshole. Mm. Yeah, it was crazy. So, yeah, I mean, like, I'm not proud of it. <laughs> Although I did do something really fucked up to him afterwards because we kind of kept going through this whole, like, these, like, stages of, like, trying to be friends after it, you know? Right. And then, like, um, on the very last attempt at this, like, I was wishing him a happy birthday and then, like, I forget what we got into it about, but I was, like, he was just, like, just leave me the fuck alone. And I was, like, oh, okay. And at this point, he did not know I had cheated on him. (laughs) Oh, gotcha. (laughs) I was like, um, okay, fine, sure, yeah, I'll leave you alone. But before I leave you alone, I hope you asked your parents for new bed sheets for your birthday. Because when I cheated on you, I fucked him on our bed. (laughs) And it was like, oh, like, but like, again, 
this guy totally had it coming, and every person that knows us can vouch for that. So, like, he's a complete <laughs> asshole. Deserved it all the way. So, but yeah, I was Atta like, girl. I'm a queen of mean, baby. Had <laughs> <laughs> a girl. Way to get him. Yeah. So, what about you, Bri? Have you ever cheated on anyone, been cheated on? Um, as far as cheating on someone, yes. Um, and I think it was just kind of like, well, you know, maybe the same situation. I don't want to go into who it was with or what it was about, but, um, yeah, it was kind of the same situation to where there was a lot of, um, disrespect being thrown around towards me. And then Uh it was just kind of like, okay, you know what? Here I go. I never admitted to it. Um, she doesn't know. But it was one of those things like, no, I'm not dealing with this. I'm going to go do that. Yeah, right. But then, yeah, uh, being cheated on. Um, yeah, we've talked about this on the podcast Oh, yeah, yeah. Before. We have talked about that. Yeah. Although there's no, like, definitive confirmation. Yeah. Sure. it ha- That happened. I mean, come but, on. like Yeah. The skimming that I've done in um, these articles that we're going to get to, it's like, yep, okay, there was that, there was that, there was that, there was that, yeah. there was that. And it would probably, like like you said, there was no definitive proof. But the circumstantial but- evidence was clear enough <laughs> that it would have rendered a guilty verdict in a court of law. <laughs> you are absolutely correct. And it was enough to where it was like, you probably should have because I'm still just done with you. You know? Right, right. Like, there was enough there to where even if you didn't, I'm done. Yeah. Well, and, you know, like, uh, we talked about this, too, before, but for those of you who didn't hear it, you know, like, part of the worst part of that for you, like, in in the aftermath was, like, the fact that she just wouldn't fucking admit it or be Mm -hmm. willing to discuss it at any point. Like, even my ex who cheated on me, you know, like, A, yeah, he completely fucked me up mentally, but at some point we were able to, like, salvage our friendship Because we've been, you know, such good friends for, like, 14 years. It's just, like, okay, whatever at some point. But, like, even, like, he was at some point eventually, like, willing to admit, okay, yeah, I definitely did some shit I shouldn't have. Regardless of, like, I had very clear evidence, right? Right. So, um, but, like, he even at some point was big enough to say, yeah, I definitely did some shit, too. But it was only after I was willing to admit Hey, you know what? I I can recognize the fact that I knew going into our relationship that you have a very very huge need for attention. Yeah. And our lives at that point in time were as such where I definitely was not fulfilling that need for you as a partner. I was working until 11 o'clock at night, you know, I was tired when I got home, you know, and you know, not checking in on you throughout the day like I, you know, would have before all of this, you know. But, I mean, it, it was my, I let my career, you know, kind of get in the way. But, you know, at no point in time did he communicate that to me when I had an opportunity to do something about it before he cheated. So, but, mm-hmm. like, you know, but we've we've been able to, like, voice that out loud. And it has helped so much to just, like, Yep, you know, we both could have done things differently and whatever, you know, like it it like helps the healing process so much. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get that. And then on top of it, um, that relationship left me homeless. So it was like, oh, 
cool. <laughs> this might as well happen. <laughs> like, might as well. Right. I mean, it was my choice to leave. And that was the thing was like, I would rather be homeless than to deal with this bullshit any longer. So. Well, yeah. See I ya. Mean, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sometimes it's true, though, you know, I mean, like you think that the end of a relationship is like going to be the end of the world or some shit like that. But like. You know, you'll always yeah. dig your way out. I mean... Yeah, for sure. And that's survived. probably been a big... <coughs> excuse me. That's probably been a big uh, hang-up for getting into a relationship. I think I've told you this before. If a woman has her own house, I'm kind of like, nope, I don't even want to date you. Oh, yeah. I feel yeah. pretty like... I, at this point, I'm like... I would feel more comfortable if we each had our own places, no matter how right. long a relationship goes on. You know what I mean? Like Fair, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I've done that too many times where it's like, okay, now we have to, like, deal with all this weird, messy fucking division of assets and shit. (laughs) And it's just like, no. (laughs) Yeah, who's taking the silverware? I know I bought it, but you're staying in the place. What do we do? (laughs) Right, right. Oh, no, one time I had a boyfriend who, like, (laughs) this is so funny. This is like I was working for the first property management company I ever worked for. And I was in college. And, um... Uh, so this guy and I were living together. He was on the lease, you know, but I was working there. So I got us a discount and whatnot, but like we broke up and then he was just like, yep, I'm not moving out. And I'm like, "Mm, territory wise, this is kind of my place now. And he's like, nope, I'd rather just make it weird for both of us. And I was like, okay. So (laughs) (laughs) I ended up starting to date someone like very shortly afterwards and just like, Started staying the night at his house and never left for five and a half years. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Don't want to go through another one of those again. <laughs> so, no. Anyway. No. So, yeah. Cheating is the worst. And, like, you know, and, yeah, like, again, like, that fucked me up so mentally. I literally, that was the last relationship I've been in. Like, I have not been able yeah. to, like, be in a relationship since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine too. I mean, you know, I've dated people for, you know, maybe a month or two at a time. Yeah, but, but um, nothing serious. Yeah. Yeah, nothing, nothing like a relationship. Right. Uh, but yeah, that was the last one. And my goodness, I want to say that was probably four years ago. Mine was three. Yeah. Actually, there was something on Facebook today that reminded me that it was literally almost three years to the day. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I was like, whoa, thanks, Facebook. Didn't need that reminder. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Yeah. I was coming off a real re- Facebook reminder high from yesterday because yesterday was the one year anniversary of my Rose Battle victory. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, woot. Yeah. And then uh, the next day it's like, ha ha. <laughs> fooled you. Yeah. Ooh, yikes. <laughs> so anyway. Um, but yeah, so one of the things that that did teach me, though, is how shitty it feels. And it just kind of reaffirmed my whole, like, yeah, don't ever cheat on anyone. Like, just have the decency to make a quick phone call, even if it's as shitty as a text message to say, you know, right. it's not really working out. That person will appreciate that a hell of a lot more than if you fucking cheat on them, because that mind fucks you, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, especially people like you or I who are totally willing to admit that we're just a giant piece of shit. And (laughs) I'm just a dirtbag and I want to fuck other people. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's like, they'll be like, all right, that's fair. I knew that going in. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. So anyway, well, we've consulted the experts at the internet once again mm-hmm. and found some very useful articles for all of this subject matter, which is so much more than I even really bargained for to begin with when I came up with the topic. But um, I guess we'll start with the one at uh, verywellmind.com, which is reasons why people cheat. Yeah. Motivations for extramarital affairs are vast and can vary by gender. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say upwards of 40% of married couples are impacted by infidelity. I would say more than that, obviously, considering 95% of people ad- admitted well, I, they've been cheated. Um, yeah. And, and I, was try- I was thinking about that because it says 40% of married couples are impacted by infidelity. So I wonder, you know, if we had done a poll like... Who knows out of this 95%, how many of them were married? Um, how many of them experienced infidelity in their marriage? You know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah. And, like, let me tell you, like, if there's something that I've learned over the years, it is that married dudes are the most likely culprits, and mm-hmm. they are also the best at hiding it. Okay. Uh I will not bring up any specific examples, but I'll tell you about it later. I can't really talk okay. about it on the air. But, um, Fair enough. But yeah, but I would definitely say that because it just seems like they're very good at making everything seem like it's normal. But there's also reasons behind their motivation to do it in the first place, which this talks about a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, but at the end of the day, everyone agrees that cheating is wrong, you know. Um, but there are a lot of risk factors that can be... Um, there from the very beginning, like personality disorders, childhood issues, um, opportunities such as social media and like poor boundaries in general, mm-hmm. like those can all increase the likelihood of some type of affair. Uh, frustration in the marriage is obviously a very common trigger and that can take, you know, a lot of different forms, you know. Um, but like the main thing is, is that the cheater at the end of the day is not going to make any attempts to solve the problem. They're just going to like divert their attention elsewhere. Well, and I agree with that, but at the same time, like our two instances that we were talking about when we cheated on somebody, it was almost, I don't want to say like we were forced into it, but there was a certain, to a certain extent, it was like, we wouldn't have done this if maybe that's our way of justifying it. Right, right. But also, I mean, yeah. there was. I, I, I mean, I would say I, I would still agree that it was wrong that I did that, but I don't regret it. I'll put it that right. way. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. And there were other people that were like collateral hurt from it too. So it, it really, you know, I do feel bad about it at the end of the day, but I don't mm-hmm. regret doing it because it definitely saved me from a really shitty situation. You know. Yeah. And I didn't even know who I was anymore at that point. Like when I left that relationship. I literally had to, like, relearn who I was, you know, because I'd let this person beat me down so mentally, you know, that I was like, wait, no, where's that cocky son of a bitch that (laughs) everybody knows and loves? Like, I just wasn't even that person anymore. Hmm. Um, But, you know, some people, like, have buyer's remorse when it comes to getting married or being in a relationship. Um, they might be jealous over the attention a new baby, you know, or something like that might mm-hmm. have. Um, oh, you know, they they might be carrying childhood baggage like neglect, abuse, 
or also um, parents who cheated too. Um, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, which is interesting because, like, as an adult, I was made aware that there was infidelity in my parents' marriage. But, like, mm. I thank my parents for, like, getting divorced, like, literally, like, in, within the same year that I was born. Because, like, I never had to, like, be a part of any of that. Like, yeah. my whole life, I just always knew them as not together, so. Yeah, that's fair. Right. But, um, yeah, so... um. Cheaters generally don't value monogamy. They lack empathy for the other person. And they, you know, at the end of the day, just don't care about the consequences of what's going to happen. So. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I think to a certain extent, again, back to our stories, it's like we could care less of the consequences. Like we almost wanted those consequences to happen. That's why we did it in the first place. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it was funny because when I did break up with him, like I said, I didn't mention that I cheated. He mm-hmm. only found out because I forget. He like had suspicions about that particular weekend where he was out of town, and then mm-hmm. like somebody told him that I had a party at the house, which I was like, "Snitches get stitches, motherfuckers." <laughs> <laughs> but that is how it happened. And then I guess like he sort of like ended up tricking someone into telling him. And, uh, well, yeah, so I guess, like, that was a whole thing afterwards, too, because when I did tell him that I did it, um, then he was like, ooh, okay, well, I'm gonna find out who it was, and since he had already had his suspicions about that weekend, and then just, like, did the math on who probably was there, and, like, who was dumb enough to, like, spill something, if he acted like he knew, which, yeah, I mean, manipulators are clever like that, so, um. Good point. Yeah, but anyway, um, let's see here. Uh, so yeah, sometimes um, cheating can also be like a cry for help or an exit strategy, like you said, you know. Um, right. Also, sometimes it can be a means for getting revenge from being cheated on in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they say that motivations actually differ by sex, so... Men are more likely to have affairs than women and are often seeking more sex or attention. Men express their love in a more physical way. They often don't have the perfect feeling words for their wives. So sex becomes an important path to connection and intimacy. If men aren't sexually satisfied, for instance, if their spouse declines sex often, they take that rejection to heart And it can easily translate to feeling unloved, which is interesting Mm -hmm. because I think the common misconception is just like, oh, guys are pieces of shit who just want to get their dicks wet when really the underlying issue is much more mental. So Sure. But, you know, we we express that love through physical means. And if we don't get the physical means, then we're not loved. That's how that equation breaks down oh for sure well and i'm sure it has a lot to do with your self-esteem too like if your wife doesn't want to fuck you like you're probably like well i'm fat and old and a piece of shit and then like some other person all of a sudden is paying you attention and you're like well Uh maybe i am attractive after all you know Mm -hmm. so it can help you overcome like insecurities that have been building within your relationship but um but they go on to say you know when women cheat they're actually more often trying to fill an emotional void Mm-hmm. Um, women frequently complain of disconnection from a spouse or partner and of the wish to be more desired and cherished, which is so stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, way to not be stereotypical, women. Um, 
So women are more likely to feel unappreciated or ignored and seek the emotional intimacy of an extramarital affair. So the affair is more of a transitional partner uh, and like a way to end the relationship. Um, Yeah. And like it gives them like a reason to do that, I guess. Yeah. And it's very funny because, I mean, this this uh, article was updated three days ago. I don't know if you saw that. This article was very new. But um, no, I, I think in 2019, everybody's sex positive. Most people are sex positive and body positive. Like women are going to go out and have sex just to get fucked too. Oh, for sure. Th- right. I don't think that it's just because like, oh, I don't feel a connection with my husband or boyfriend or whatever. Um, I'm going to go fuck some random dude. No, sometimes you fuck random people because random, fucking random people is fun. Right. Well, like, for instance, like, it was somebody pointed out to me today that <laughs> on the Jason episode, I <laughs> I was talking about how, like, I was like, immediately after sex, I'm like, get as far away from me as possible. I was like, I'm like, willing them mentally to go home. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm like, so for me, it has like nothing to do with like intimacy or wanting to talk afterwards. I'm like, oh, my God, just go away. So me and the dog can have the bed and watch whatever we want on TV. <laughs> <That's> like, <laughs> right. <laughs> But I am also not the norm. Like, I am not one of these people who, like, feels unappreciated or ignored or, like, needs, like, this attention. Like, if anything, I am, like, I have a very excessive need for alone time. (laughs) Even just being at Altercation Comedy Festival for, like, four or five days and constantly around people, I could not fucking wait to just be by myself. (laughs) Like... I was like, oh, my God, that morning I was like, just get me on this plane, get me home. I just want to be alone with my dog, like the Grinch on our mountain. <laughs> 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 so, anyway, it doesn't speak for all women is what I'm saying, but. Sure. And, you know, they do say it's not to say that, you know, sexual satisfaction isn't a primary driver of affairs for women as well. Um In fact, they said that a study uh, recently showed that both genders said that they were hoping to improve their sex lives because they felt their primary relationship was lacking between the sheets, which is so crazy to me because it's like, I don't get the whole like getting married and never having sex again thing. You know, it's like, what, you know? Well, it's like, I mean, you've had live-in boyfriends and stuff like that, and it becomes this, this fun uh, exciting thing to then like, oh, now we're going to argue about who's doing the dishes. I swear to God, my, my marriage ended because of dishes. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's funny, but it's like, no, then these little stupid things that, you know, well, well, I cleaned the bathroom this time and now it's your turn and mama, mama, you, you know, then it's oh, all yeah. these little stupid things. and Oh, for sure. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like uh, my my last relationship, it was funny because, you know, like, I would come home and, you know, my job just entails, like, people needing me all fucking day long. It's like a deli counter, next question, next, you know, press conference is over, we're not taking any more questions today. So, like, when I would get home from a long day, like, and he would be just, like, all excited to see me and, like, oh, my God, okay, I would be like, I just need, like, one hour where nobody (laughs) fucking talks to me. (laughs) Like, just... Just give me one hour in the bedroom alone to watch whatever the fuck I want. And then I promise you have my undivided attention. And, like, that, like, hurt his feelings, you know. So I'm like, okay, well, I know, but also I'm expressing what I genuinely need. Like, I'm not going to, like, like, I would probably go mental if I didn't, like, 
if I tried to even pretend I could do that. Yeah. Without, right. You know. And look at you for communicating. Like, that's right. that's huge. And and I think most people would be kind of like, okay, that's fair. Right. That's one, one more hour of me sitting on the couch playing Call of Duty. It's fine. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And I'm nothing if not stupid honest about everything. Like, I'm incapable of lying. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But also, at the end of the day, too, sometimes simply boredom with, you know, the... I mean, I guess, you know, I mean, I'm sure we've all had relationships where, like, you're like... Oh my God, we just do the same sex things over and over every mm-hmm. single time. First, we start this way, then we move into this, and then we, you know, this is how we finish. Like, and yeah, that's boring, but it's like, you know, rather than like going to somebody else, like, you know, that is your opportunity to, you know, try and spice up that sex life by communicating with one another and you know like maybe taking a little trip to the sex shop or you know something anything yeah so anyways um let's see what else do they have to say here um so yeah there's a lot of risk factors like they were saying um one of the ones that they didn't uh mention previously was addiction So people Mm -hmm. with substance abuse issues, whether it's alcohol, drugs, gambling, or something else, uh, is like a huge red flag that that person could also be uh, a cheater because, um, because, you know, well, alcohol obviously like reduces inhibition. So, you know, like a person who may normally like never have considered cheating might do so when they're intoxicated because your inhibitions are lowered. You know, it's scientific fact. Yeah, that's a good point. Also, I kind of think that with addiction, I mean, when you're looking at this, um, alcohol, drugs, gambling, or something else, um, there's all like excitement in all of those things. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I think I, I think one of the things that not a lot of people talk about with cheating is is just that thrill, you know? Right, right. Well, we talked about this with you when we were talking about um, how like you are addicted to like the newness of dating someone sure. you like. Yeah. And, you know, like that's one of your little hinges that you have to try to get over when you really like somebody is that like you can't just get bored with somebody because it's not new and exciting. You know, like mm-hmm. they're not always going to be new and exciting. You have to start appreciating them for just who they are, you know. But right. I mean, you know, and I think that like that was there was something you were talking about, like how the Tinder app is built that way to oh, like, yeah. be like a gambling machine where it's like, ooh, you get these little highs and you know, rewards mm-hmm. and things, you know, and, and, you know, like they've done the research to specifically gear it that way right? because they know it will addict people. Um, they also say that previous cheating, no matter what anyone says, once a cheater, always a cheater is the motherfucking gospel truth. Okay. A 2017 study was the first to evaluate the credibility of this saying in the study, those who were involved in extramarital sexual relationship were three times more likely to become involved in extramarital relationships in their next relationship. Wow. So, fucking facts, yo. Any guy or girl that tries to tell you, oh, just because I cheated on somebody once doesn't mean I'm going to do it again. Uh, no. Hit them with that. You are statistically three times more likely. <laughs> Save it for the judge, lady. Uh, but I mean, do you really feel that way? Like you've cheated, I've cheated. 
I would say that I could, you know, if this person found out that I cheated on him, how damaging that would be. Um, and then being cheated on myself, like, I... I well, wouldn't okay. try. I wouldn't go out looking to cheat on somebody. Right. You and know in, what I mean? In my defense, in my defense, my one instance of it was 17 years ago. Okay. Yeah. And so the fact that I have not been a repeat offender for the last 17 years definitely should speak for something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm old enough to have, like, that's enough time to, like, have a kid who's now having sex. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but also, like, again, I think it's more of, like, the habitual, like, you know, like, okay, like, my ex that cheated on me was 100% a, like, habitual cheater. And I knew that. And that Mm. was why for, like, the first two years of us, like, doing the, like, back and forth thing, I was like, I'm not stupid. We're not in a relationship. Like, you come over three days or four days a week, or I come over there three or four days a week, and the other three or four days a week, we just do our own thing. And, And that was all fine and well. I had accepted the fact that, like, you know, he was doing his own thing, whatever that entailed. And that was fine with me. But then like time went on. And at some point, you know, like he has this come to Jesus moment where he's like, nope, like I only want to be with you and like blah, blah, blah. And like I had very good reasons to believe him by that point, you know, like moving across state lines together, for instance. But like, you know, again, it was just like it's that need for attention in him that was like overtook his, you know, yeah. So I don't know, but also there's a lot of reasons behind his, like we'll, we'll hit on a lot of those coming up, like his narcissism, like he is the classic narcissist and that is a huge like red flag in, in the cheating arena too. But you know, like they touched on earlier, they were saying personality disorders. Oh yeah. The very next one, people who have strong narcissistic traits or personality disorders, such as narcissistic personality disorder, or antisocial personality disorder are more likely to cheat. Mm-hmm. With narcissism, an affair may be driven by ego and a sense of entitlement. When I read this the first time, I was like, motherfucking <laughs> hole, where was this goddamn article four years ago? Or not right. more than that. Like, but anyway. Yeah, so it's really interesting. In addition to being self-centered, people with these disorders often lack empathy, which is so true. They Mm -hmm. don't appreciate the impact of their actions on their spouse. And that's because with a narcissist, the world revolves. It's their world. We're all living in it. And whatever happens to you doesn't matter. Like, you know, what matters to the, you know, like they're the victim, you know, like what about what they went through to get to that point, you know? And it's like, oh yeah. Like, with him, he was always just like, you know, well, I was so lonely, you know, and, like, I gave up my whole life to be with you, and, like, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, yeah, but also maybe just, like, mentioning that at any point would have been okay, rather than <laughs> the astounding number of women that you were <laughs> talking to online. I don't know factually, but I know factually. So, anyways, but, yeah, if they're a narcissist or they have, like... If you've never read an article about, like, a narcissist, fucking read one. Because, believe me, it will shock the shit out of you how you've probably been a victim of one of these people at some point in your life. Sure, yeah. And people like me who are empaths, they, like, feed off of people like me. Because they know that I, like, I eat everyone else's emotions around me, you know. And so they're, yeah, it's 
anyway, without going too much into it, that's a huge, huge red flag if they're a narcissist. But they also say women who are, like, neurotic are very likely to cheat as well. On the flip side. Yeah. So, yeah, like, women who ranked high in neuroticism, and we all know these women, right? I mean. (laughs) We all know them. I can think of a handful right now you've dated, Brian. (laughs) 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 And then men ranked higher in narcissism. We're more likely to cheat. So, there you go. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? Mental illness, childhood issues. We kind of talked about those. Sex addiction, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, um, and then, yeah. So then they kind of go on to cover the risk factors within the relationship itself. So, like, we've moved on from the person's risk factors and red flags to the signs within the relationship, right? Yeah. So... Number one, lack of communication. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. And you notice how comfortable I am with saying that word now, Brian? I know. (laughs) You've come a long way. It's funny. Somebody asked me the other day, like, what have I learned about myself by doing a sex and relationship podcast? And I'm like, I'm a bigger piece of shit than I thought? (laughs) uh... (laughs) Uh, But I mean, also, like, weirdly... Yeah, we've learned a fucking lot about ourselves. Like, sure, these yeah. used to just be conversations we would have between the two of us at a bar until mm-hmm. people started eavesdropping and then saying, like, you motherfuckers are funny. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we're like, well, we're just having normal best friend conversation over here. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I used to be like, Brian, don't C-word me. <laughs> like, <laughs> communication, gross, let's stop. Blah, now, blah, blah. Now I've, you know, I'm a believer. <laughs> um, but emotional and physical disconnect. So, you know, like, mm-hmm. if you notice that they, you know, are emotionally disconnecting or physically disconnecting, you know, obviously. Um Low compatibility. So people who married for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Which is very true. Um, it can lead to that sense of buyer's remorse, which, you know, can lead lead you to want to th- see if the grass is greener on the other side. Which is a horrible way of saying that, like buyer's remorse. Right. Ugh. But it's the best way of saying that, you know, yeah. like regretting. It makes sense. Like, oh, shit. Like, did I make a mistake? Is I it made too a terrible late? mistake. <laughs> <laughs> made a huge mistake. <laughs> um, domestic violence or emotional abuse. Boom. We already talked about that. Um, right. Financial pressures is one that we have not touched on yet. And that's very true because, yeah. I mean, as Which, if, like, financial issues in a relationship aren't already difficult enough. Right. It can also then lead to all these other things. So, and then lack of respect. So, yeah, yep, yep, yeah. yep. That's a good one. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, the reasons, you know, for cheating essentially include unhappiness or dissatisfaction. Makes sense. Um, feeling unappreciated, mm-hmm. lack of commitment, boredom. Well, <laughs> Boredom. Well, one they didn't talk about was body image and aging, which this is very, very interesting. And, okay, yeah. You know, because long-term relationships, you know, you age and you're, mm-hmm. you know, like 
more than likely you were probably like your sexiest when you first met. Like, um, and so cheating may sometimes be a way for a man or a woman to prove that they still have it. Oh. Um, hand in hand with these thoughts, a spouse may cast blame on their own indiscretions by claiming that their spouse has let himself or herself go. Oof. Ooh, someone said some shit to me like that. It would be the last goddamn <laughs> thing he ever did. <laughs> oh, I've let myself go, have I? All right, mm. we'll see about that. I'm about to let myself go all over your ass. <laughs> <laughs> End up on a D-Discovery show. <laughs> Watch a lot of them. I know how to hide your body. <laughs> uh, revenge, we talked about that. Um, yeah. So those are like the main reasons. But then the secondary like sort of tier of reasons for cheating. And this one's very interesting. Um, the internet. Mm. So, having an affair, especially an emotional affair, is much easier than in the past. And social media sites have been implicated in many affairs and divorces. Internet infidelity or online cheating is still cheating, even if the two people never met face-to-face. My ex-boyfriend, if you ever decide to listen to this show, hear those words and those words alone, <laughs> because he was ready to die on the hell that it wasn't cheating because they never met in person, which, A, let's pretend I believed that for a second, okay? Mm. Uh, um, second, it's still fucking cheating. Emotional cheating yes. or engaging in some kind of like a relationship or exchange of pictures, or whatever it is, online is still fucking cheating. Yeah, absolutely. Period. So, anyway. Um, pornography, they say? I don't agree with this one. This is going to be my debunk for the episode. They say, yeah. porno- pornography, while its role in marital infidelity has been downplayed, it's dangerous to marriage, and has clearly been demonstrated to be a gateway for some people. Unfortunately, pornography has become much more accessible to the internet. No, 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 no. First of all, I believe that pornography is good for relationships. Because A, I, we've talked about like how like wanking one out is probably preventing you cheating in the first place. Good point. Yes. And B, it can be that key to spicing up your relationship. However, if you have the person who is like secretly watching porn not with their spouse, not with their significant other, maybe that kind of opens up that doorway to, well, I could be doing this, or, I, you know, and, oh, my wife doesn't do that, or my husband doesn't do that. Okay, but let me break it down to you. There's only two reasons that somebody would be hiding their jerking off to porn, because, Jesus Christ, it's 2019. We're all jerking off to porn, okay? True. <laughs> like, yes. So, at, number one... Either you're watching some real weird shit that you mm-hmm. don't want someone to know about, or two, okay. or two, they are the kind of person who is like shaming you about sex or your interest in sex. Good and point. that is unhealthy on their part because True. there's nothing wrong with watching porn, there's nothing wrong with having a, sec- a no. healthy sexual appetite. And if someone is going to try to make you feel bad for doing that, then that's their bad. Cheat on them anyway. <laughs> right. Fucking cheat away. <laughs> you have our seal of approval. <laughs> right. <laughs> or at least jerk off until you're blue in the face. I mean, whatever. 
But no, that's a good point. I mean, if you can, because a lot of times, I mean, especially with men, it's kind of like we talk about. Have we ever talked about the um, the post nut clarity? The what? Post nut clarity. No. Like your mind is so much clearer after you just rub one out. Like before, you might do some stupid shit. You might go out and cheat on somebody. Oh, but if yeah. you just rub one out real quick, then it's like, mm, no, that would have been a bad idea. Dude, that is true. That's so weird. I've yes. never like really noticed that before, but it's true. I mean, is it true in women as well? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So yeah, maybe it's just kind of this stuff is building up inside of you and you're ready to go do something and then, uh, well, let me do this. And then maybe you're just a little more aware of the consequences. Well, that release of, uh, has been, exti- you know, like you've released that like build up you know what i mean so yeah obviously like your mind is free to start thinking about other shit again (laughs) that's fair i mean i know when i'm horny i have a very hard time thinking about anything else (laughs) you know so yeah if you're not rubbing one out it's probably not healthy for you (laughs) like you're probably just in your own head about shit and yeah that's that's weird so no that's a good point but yeah um Oh, shit. There was something else I thought about, too, before you said that. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. Oh, well. It couldn't have been that important. <laughs> um, so, anyway, yeah. I don't agree with the gateway porn thing. Porn away. No. Oh, no. I know what it was. Are you ready for it, Brian? Yes. <sighs> I'm getting so good at this. So, if you are not being allowed to watch pornography and jerk off in your own home... Send us an email at fnbpodcast at gmail.com and we will send you a disc of whatever pornography you're into, <laughs> short of anything illegal, kids, right. that sort of thing. Sure. German dungeon porn, we got you, boo-boo. We got you. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting so good at that. I mean, I was just like so proud of myself when I thought about it and then like, boop, ADHD Beth got distracted by Brian's story and I was like... And then, yeah, I don't know how I got back to it, but it was great. So, go me. Getting good at the <laughs> the email shout out. Um, so, back to the secondary reasons. Opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. Periods of absence, whether traveling for work or serving in the military, provide greater opportunity for an affair to occur. Not only do these absences allow a spouse to have an affair with little risk of being discovered... But the absence may lead to the loneliness and resentment often cited as reasons. Um, I will <laughs> I will give a, an example without naming any names, but um, a little backstory. I uh, found out the kids at work today have been listening to the podcast. Uh-oh. And I'm like, oh, no. They're like, no, it's hilarious. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, they will understand what I'm talking about, but somebody that may or may not um work with us i don't think you could tell this story i don't yeah you're right you're right (laughs) okay (laughs) yep yeah you're probably right (laughs) we'll just stop it there we'll stop it there but yeah but no that 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 is a good point and it's funny because i almost agree with the secondary reasons more than the primary reasons like opportunity that's the i feel like for me that was probably the only reason why i did cheat because it was there and i could and i did you know? Yeah. Um, I hate how they threw, like, serving in the military in there, but... Yeah, no, that's but, fucked up, because you've already said on the show, you're like, no, nope, <laughs> there was just a whole lot of jerking off. <laughs> but however, that creates 
um, the opportunity for their spouse. Like I was gone for six months, came home for two weeks, and then gone for another six months. That's a whole lot of time for somebody back home to do something oh, and get away sure. with it. Yeah. And again, it may not have even been about the sexual stuff. It could have just been about fulfilling that emotional need that someone had. Sure. You know? Yeah, I'm thousands of miles away. Um what was the time difference? I want to say it was like 17 hour time difference. So when I was waking up, she was going to bed and vice versa, you know? Oh, right. So, yeah. So, I mean, the communication wasn't there and it was just, you know, I mean, anything could have happened. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe that's what they mean. Well, yeah. no, it says serving in the military, but well, it's funny because I, I just saw this like I forget who posted it, but it was like this story on on Facebook earlier where uh, it was like overheard at a restaurant, and um, it was like one guy talking to another guy, being like, "Oh, thanks for your service," and he's like, "Don't thank me. I don't even know what I did." And he's like, "Well, you know, didn't you serve overseas?" He's like, "If serving overseas." You mean like jerking off in an Afghanistan like watchtower for a year and a half of my life every single day? Then yeah, I served our country boldly and brilliantly. <laughs> it's like, it was like the funniest shit I've read in a lot. <laughs> but no, it's funny because I think I told the story about um, we had like a twelve man tent, and you know you bring your own. Like I had an external hard drive full of movies and and TV shows. Oh, and, and the porn. Por- the porn exchange where you all actually- yeah, the, the porn exchange, and it was like, oh, have you seen this one? You got to download this one. Here, get this one. I, I want this one. And it was like we were we were kids like trading garbage pail. Yeah, we were trading garbage pail kid cards, right? Pokemon and then for- cards and shit. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, like, dead silence. Like, everyone was just jerking off. And, like, oh, it was the funniest thing yeah. ever. Like, yeah, just... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Headphones on, fellas. Headphones on. Right. <laughs> that's hilarious. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's definitely... Obviously, that's opportunity. But also, obviously, like, you know, like, the loneliness factor sure you know distance but they do you know they do also say too that like a long distance marriage is not ideal but there are ways to keep it strong when you're apart and we did that whole episode about that how long distance relationships are totally doable especially kind of like the older you get in your life and right you know actually we're like man could we just get in a long distance relationship (laughs) That sounds perfect. Like <laughs> we'll just yeah. be happy to see each other every now and again. Then they go away for a while, and I get my alone time. <laughs> like, well, in, in all honesty, I mean, even, even when you're in a relationship and the person lives in the same town, how often do you want to see that person? Three times a week, maximum. Oh, four right, times a week for sure. You, you know what I mean? So you could still do that if the person lived two hours away. Oh yeah, definitely. Or yeah, even farther. I'm not trying to spend. Yeah, farther is fine <laughs> I'm not with to me. Spend. <laughs> Sure. I mean, you live out in the sticks. Your your Tinder radius must be as high as it will go. Right. It's an hour to a Sam's Club. I know that because I, <laughs> I drove to Sam. I like literally felt like the Oregon Trail today, like heading into civilization for supplies. Hope I don't get typhoid on the way there. A broken wagon wheel to fucking get party you have supplies. You died of dysentery. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes, an hour to a fucking Sam's Club. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. But I was like, there's nowhere else I can get like a enormous can of concession stand nacho cheese. Like it's like it's the only place <laughs> I can get it. <laughs> so And your survival is is 
Your survival is waiting for that nacho cheese. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got three cans of it. I don't want to brag. But oh, we, shit. We, I, we, I mean, it saves you <laughs> four hours of drive time. Yeah. Right. I was like, we're not doing this again for a while. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I mean, anyway. So, um, but yeah. So, for me, yeah, a little more distance is not a problem. Also, I'm very comfortable with alone time. So, not everybody's that way. So, but there are True. ways to do that. So, um, but also poor boundaries, like poor personal boundaries or like the limits that we place not only on ourselves, but on other people as to what we find acceptable or unacceptable can also increase the chance that an affair will occur. Right. Okay, so, like, perfect example of this, like, okay, the relationship that I was in when he cheated on me, okay, I was not delusional, right? I knew that there was a solid chance that that was going to happen, and as soon as it was identified, it was, you know what I mean, a done deal. But, Mm -hmm. like, I've seen him date people since who are just completely fucking off their rails thinking that... They have changed this man into a new human being. It's like, okay, sis, good luck with that. (laughs) Like, like, uh, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Like, because he just doesn't have those kinds of boundaries. And, but they're finding that acceptable. Like, they're like, oh, sure. You know, like he goes out all night and doesn't invite me. And there's a bunch of other girls there and. Like, all the red flags are flying, but they're just like, he wouldn't cheat on me. Like, at least I was like, he's probably going to cheat on me at some point. Right, yeah. You know. Um, But also, yeah, like, placing those boundaries on other people, too. You know, like, that's just it. It's like, you know, if you're letting him go out all night with a fucking gaggle of other girls, then you're not placing enough boundaries on him or whatever. So. Sure. And then if this is a if this is a narcissist type person, well, you, you know, it was okay. And Oh, yeah. And they're yeah. going to walk all over somebody that's one of these, like, people-pleasing, overly compliant people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. And, well, you, you didn't want to go to the bar with me, so I called Cindy to see if she wanted to go. Right. Whereas I was like, I'm already at the bar. I'll, you know, I'll see you when you get here. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, but, yeah, just don't put up with bullshit. Okay. So. Um, okay. So, let's see here. Then they go on to say coping with a cheating spouse. So let's say you have a suspicion that your spouse or significant other is cheating, but you don't have any solid evidence, right? Mm -hmm. Well, often the best approach is to be direct. You may wonder if it will cause more damage to ask directly. My theory real quick is that if you even suspect it, my intuition has never been wrong in my 38 years on this earth, okay? Like, it's why I don't look go looking through phones. Because if right. you feel like you have to look through someone's phone... It's too late. It's already too it's late. Already and too B, late. Yeah. if you go looking for trouble, you're going to find it, sis, okay? Like, period. So, anyway. Um, my theory is just be direct. Call that motherfucker out. Or, you know, throw all of his shit out on the door... <laughs> out of the door while he's sleeping (laughs) on the couch and then wake him up and kindly invite him to fucking join it like i had a girl yeah (laughs) (laughs) anyway um but 
so, yeah, they do say, like, you know, what's the worst that can happen if you ask directly, right? They can either give you the truth or a lie. So, mm-hmm. it's the way that you gauge their answer that's important. Yes. So, if they come out and they just say it, cool. Now you're working towards a solution, right? Mm-hmm. But if they start, you know, if they start up with some story or, you know, like, let's say they're hesitating or the story isn't adding up or the story changes, watch some ID discovery. Classic investigative <laughs> techniques will serve you greatly in this <laughs> arena. <laughs> right. Um. But yeah, like the best approach will vary, you know, obviously depending on your situation. But if you're concerned, it may be a good idea to look for some signs. So now I, again, I don't go looking for trouble. I stumbled upon that whole piece of evidence because I was legitimately, it was my birthday. Like I got a gift in the mail from his mom. And I thought rather than like Facebook messaging her, it would like be more appropriate to text her. So I was like, oh, let me just get Kim's number real quick. Oops. I just said her name. Um, <laughs> I will, let me just get her number real quick. I will text her a thank you. That will be great. And then literally the moment I'm doing that, a little like notification pops up and it's like, Hey, handsome, you sure walked out on our conversation last night. It's like, skirp, what? What? (laughs) So I'm like, eh, we'll just look right into this now. And yeah, Pandora's box full of bullshit and titties. Mm. (laughs) And many, many women. And yeah, so anyway. But um, yeah, again, they talk about like it being a cry for help versus exit strategy. Um. I don't really buy the cry for help thing. If you've already decided that you're going to cheat, that is not a cry for help. No. Who is that going to convince? Oh, you poor thing. I'm so sorry. Right. <laughs> Fuck no. My <laughs> relationship is so bad. Right. I had to just stick my penis inside a vagina. Right. A cry because for I'm help. looking for help. Well, and you know, like my ex tried to give me that bullshit too, where he's like, you never even tried to work on it. You just. Never, like, he was like, you, like, from the day you kicked me out, you were never going to give it another chance. I was like, no, motherfucker, are you not? Of course not. And he's like, well, you know, like, we could have gone to counseling. And I was like, no, no, we couldn't. All the counseling in the world would never make me not feel the need to go through your phone for the rest of our lives. And I can't live that way. No. And once that trust is gone, you're not getting it back. Nope. Yeah. No way, Jose. And it's like, that's just it. Like, like, don't even give me that. Okay. Oh, counseling. Like, that would, oh, uh, maybe. You should have gone to counseling before you cheated. Right. While you were thinking about it. Hello. That's what I'm saying. Like, maybe indicating in the first place would have been a good step. <laughs> oh, right. my God. So that's stupid. But the exit strategy thing, I definitely agree with that. It's a lot of times it's a means mm-hmm. to an end, you know? It's a shitty means to an end. Sure. And don't do it. I mean, it's stupid. But I get that. Right. But I mean, it's like, I can understand why people do it if they don't, you know, if you say, hey, this isn't working, I'm not happy, we need to break up, then it's kind of like, oh, well, I can change Mm. and I can do this and I'm going to try to convince you to hold on just a little bit longer. But then it's like, oh, hey, sorry, I cheated on you. Um, I fucked Becky down the street. There's. Oh, no, that was Nobody's going to be like, oh, well, I'll try harder, (laughs) you know? No. Right, right. 
Right. And if like, they do kind of break a, up with them immediately anyway, because they are fucking like, yeah, no. <laughs> no one with that little self-esteem needs to be in a relationship, okay? They need to, they need to go to counseling, some kind of retreat or no. something. Get your groove back, Stella, and then think about dating yeah. again. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, they also say that, like, the reason a person cheats can either devastate a relationship or be the catalyst for rebuilding it. Nope. I don't know about that. Nope. Yeah. Out. Bye. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Nope. Nope. Next. (laughs) Bye. Done. Next. Yeah. I proved that. (laughs) No way. I mean, I ugly cried in my room and drank, like, many boxes of wine for three weeks straight. It was not pretty, but, you know, I held my ground. (laughs) But, um, oh, okay. Sure. They do say that if you were the one cheated on, it's critical to realize that you're not responsible for your partner making the decision to cheat. I repeat, you are not the decision to cheat. You are not to blame for their behavior. Yeah. Yeah. No one they will the try to convince you that you. you are. If they come at you with some, oh, it's because no, you that let is a yourself good point. go, punch that motherfucker in the nuts. Honestly, you have my... Sure. Seal of approval. Hell yeah. <laughs> Just email us at fndpodcast.gmail.com. We will bail you out of jail. <laughs> yeah. Probably not Instagram or Twitter so much. We're <laughs> terrible at that. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook. But, but if you're interested in being our, our social media intern, email us at fndpodcast.gmail.com. We really are. <laughs> we'll sign whatever forms you need for your class. Well, we're here for you. <laughs> Just five minutes of your time a day. Really, it's not that much work. We're like, nope, we've tried. It's too much work. We can't do it. (laughs) That's all. (laughs) It's too much work. No, those were pine glasses. And it's so funny because when I'm sitting at the bar that's serving me monster doubles, um, then I'm like, Oh my god, that was insane. That's probably why I'm so quiet this episode. You're alive, just kind yes. of like, yeah. but um, yeah, I'm still a little hungover. But um, no, fuck. And then it's like, honestly, yeah, you've been killing honestly. that meme game lately. But and then, I've been um, trying to keep you know, that's up. That's when I like, see all these memes so come through, and I'm like, ooh, this belongs on the Facebook page. Ooh, this belongs on the Facebook page. Wait, which one was it? I forget. No, you had that one with the dog that was fucking hilarious, and I think oh that the hot dog like, one. Oh my god, that was so fucking funny, and it looks like Dutch, and that's why dog? I was laughing even harder um, because I was like, "Oh shit, that's about, my dog." Oh. <laughs> Definitely. I also was proud of the whiskey one. I was yeah. afraid. I would. I can't believe that didn't get more likes. So, if you haven't seen it, go to our Facebook page. Yeah. And also, that bartender is hot. Yeah, so I like that one. Where it was me. like uh, working out <laughs> makes you look good naked, but so does things. bourbon. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So you know, follow our Facebook definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the other social medias, we'll try. We probably won't. We probably won't unless we find someone to do it for us. We're not gonna. <laughs> yeah. We'll try. Yeah, for real. I mean, we're just you know not we good tried we it. tried Instagram for a little while and it was just because I don't it was care dud, about Instagram I don't you know? care about Twitter I don't go through those so I don't we're know. like at it the age of our lives where we're like we're one social right? media people I don't know and we've committed to Facebook also we're nosy and we right. like all of the drama it provides us 
stupid pictures only, <laughs> that's not for me, okay? Right. <laughs> like, great. No one cares what you did last Friday, Becky, okay? <laughs> like, oh, yes. Well, yeah, and that's... A th- Right, and that's the thing is we we like Sometimes. to um, attach the <laughs> link to one of our episodes to a funny meme that sometimes has relevance to it. Yeah. Sometimes, not always, but um, right. You know, but Instagram, you can't put a a link in every single picture. It's like oh, link in exactly. Profile. That's what like my story. Well, Fuck my story. I, I like, okay. First of all, yeah, I'm, I'm not even regular ass Instagram. You think I'm going to Instagram buttons, more than it. one type of way? <laughs> That's foolish. Okay. <laughs> That's right. foolish. No. Right. Not Come happening. On. We don't have that kind of time on our no. hands. Okay. <laughs> We're busy Pushing over here one, trying to help people button. with their sex no, and relationship problems. Me. Make jokes. Drink booze. Okay. We don't. No. There's only 24 hours in the day. <laughs> All those things take a lot of time. So. Uh, That's it. That's at all. any rate. Um, I don't know that there's that much more information in this one. Um, obviously one of the big thing, one of the big things they say, jealousy, obviously that was not touched on earlier. Like, obviously like jealousy is a huge part of a lot of that, you know, stuff, but neither one of us have jealous bones in our bodies. It's probably why we didn't think of that. (laughs) Um, they say resentment is like poison. You drink yourself. And then no. wait for the other person to die. <laughs> okay, Romeo and Juliet. Um, <laughs> what kind of dumb shit is this? Right. If you're dumb uh, enough to do that, Darwinism for life, okay? You fucking deserve to die. Right. Um, I don't know. Then there's a whole paragraph about overcoming infidelity. and Which I think we'll get to on part two. We're, yeah, we're we gonna definitely We're going to do a two-parter. Yeah, because yeah. there's two whole articles we haven't even gotten to yet. <laughs> yeah, and this is a pretty big topic, and I'm I'm surprised we haven't touched it this far. But for yeah, sure, with, you know, 74 people um, answering on our poll, and 95% were yes of either being cheated on or cheating, infidelity in some form. Um, I did like how <laughs> there was two people that were like, I just want to be clear. I was cheated on, and I've never cheated. Right, right. They're like, in case anyone sees, I answered yes. Right. No one's worried about it. That's not the purpose of this. I just wanted to see where it was at. Right. I'm not trying to see. Right. I'm not trying to see who's cheating and who cheated. Right. None of that stuff. Right. This was not a social experiment. (laughs) No. Right. We don't love drama that bad. (laughs) I mean, we do, but (laughs) we do. That's why we're Facebook people. No, but um, but yeah, I mean, that's just it. It's like this is obviously such a big topic, like, and it happens to so many people. Like, are we so weird for being singletons for so long? Like, probably not. I mean, like you said before, we're not being cheated on. That is that is a great thing to never have to worry about. Let me tell you, (laughs) right? It's nice. Nice. You know, and if you just avoid these relationships and you date people and, yeah, maybe you have sex, maybe you go out for drinks and have a good time, you're free to do what you want. They're free to do what they want. Yeah. Hmm. I'm here for that. Long distance, let's do this. <laughs> or at the same time, um, listen to, oh, God, what was the name of it? Um, 
consensual non-monogamous relationships. Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a great episode. Yeah. Also, listen to the threesome episode because it's not cheating if it's a threesome. Also, please don't tell people that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that has come up twice today. Uh, once when the kids at work were telling me that they were listening to the show. And I'm like, oh, no, they know I fucked two dudes at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just dying of embarrassment. And they were like, are you embarrassed? I was like, I'm not embarrassed. I'm just, ooh, I was not prepared for you guys understanding that side of me as a human being. I forgot yeah. that you are all welcome to listen to it. It's a free country. And <laughs> that you little weasels probably would stumble upon it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a coworker who likes a lot of stuff on the Facebook page. And I asked her if she listened to it. And she goes, no, I don't know how. Show me how. And I was like, nope. I will not. Nope, not necessary. Nope. Nope. I will not show you. Yeah. There is incriminating evidence in these episodes. Yeah, which I don't know why I keep being embarrassed by that, by the way. Like, somebody did give me a very, like, sex-positive response to that. They were like, no, you go, girl. And I was like, yeah, that's right. That's why we talk about this shit on the show. That's why Brian's over here being like, it's okay to get your butthole licked, dudes. Because (laughs) we want you guys to know that taboo or whatever is fucking stupid do whatever you want sex is mm-hmm. one of the good parts in life should be celebrated and talked about and not shamed absolutely unless you're a cheater then fuck you <laughs> <laughs> well i think that is a pretty good place to leave it Brian. what do you think i think so yeah we're gonna have a part two where we're gonna go into um what to do after you've been cheated on maybe i'll be a little bit more lively in that episode yeah, um, but also, what was the other one? Hold on a second. Um, oh, it was. Oh, it is. This, uh, the, so, oh, signs of cheating. How to tell when you've got a partner. So, right. We'll get into the whole like. Okay, now we know the reasons behind it, but this is how to like fucking uh, stay on your toes. Harriet the spy, the shit. <laughs> if you're not, if you're too afraid to just be direct, right. Then how do you how do you investigate the situation hmm, and the signs to look out for? Yeah, so I would also recommend binging out on some ID discovery shows in the meantime, mm-hmm. <laughs> because you know it's really all you need to know about investigating. You can learn from that channel, and That's then subsequently advice. how to find his body, how to hide his body once <sighs> you find out he's been cheating. So it's like a two for one special. but then at the end we'll cover surviving infidelity and how you get through it because again we're all survivors we all made it through it it 95 percent of of us yeah 95 percent yeah and the other five that are lying or don't know yet right well the cheaters um surviving infidelity for them equals like um i have no idea how she didn't murder me but here we are (laughs) that's their side of it yeah surviving infidelity when you are the cheater is a bulletproof vest (laughs) right moving out of state that would also be (laughs) witness protection program (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious Okay, well, Brian, do you have any shout-outs this week? Um, I don't. You don't? Okay. Nope. I have so many that I got at Altercation Comedy Fest. I just can't even... I can't even go over all of them at once. I mean, honestly, if I had, if I didn't say it last week enough, 
It was the best. We haven't even really dissected it because the last episode we aired was with Jason. Yeah. So it was still going on. Okay. Altercation Comedy Festival. Even if you don't live in the Austin area, it is the experience of a lifetime. Even if you are not in it, just going to it is like motherfucking comedian summer camp. And it is the best four days of your whole life. Imagine just, you know, being surrounded for four days straight of 70 of the most fucking hilarious people on the planet. My stomach still hurts from just like all the laughs and hangouts and oh, all the extra Bob Zaney jokes. I'll have to fill you in, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> the jokes from the previous year. It's like where you're reunited with your old friends, you meet new friends. It's the networking opportunity of the century. And JT Habersat, I cannot give it up for that dude enough. Not only is he one of the coolest fucking dudes alive, but he just has this insane ability to pick every single person on that lineup for four days was a killer, 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 killer. Like, I was terrified that I was going to be the only person to suck because... I knew going into it, having gone last year, how good everyone was going to be. And this year was even more so. Like, it was just heavy hitter after heavy hitter. Like, all insane. Like, seven, like picking out 70 insane good comics. Like, that is a special... T- that's some, like, Theo Epstein fucking ability <laughs> at producing shows. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, JT Habersat... Follow him. He has a great podcast called The Road Podcast, and uh, it is really good stuff. Um, but it just talks about his life on the road. He has a lot of other really funny comedians on there. And um, so there's that. Definitely check out Altercation Comedy Festival because – and it's so cheap to go. It's only $45. It was 45 this year. Who knows, like, what tiny inflation might go on that next year. Sure. But $45 for four nights of – Insane. The best comedy you'll ever see. I mean, it's monster lineup every time. And, like, people who are, like, HBO specials and fucking, like, you know what I mean? Like, Comedy Central specials and, like, regular-ass shows. Like, I opened for Joe DeRosa, who was uh, the shady veterinarian on Better Call Saul. And he also opened for motherfucking Bill Burr. Yeah. Yeah. I'm two degrees from Bill Burr now, everybody. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> like, um, yeah. And, like, and if anyone's wondering, I fucking killed it. Okay. <laughs> like, I want to brag. This is probably the best set I've ever done in my life. Nice. I was mortified, terrified before I went on thinking I'm going to suck. I'm going to get up there. I'm going to forget everything I have to say. And I'm going to be the first person to suck at Altercation Comedy Festival ever in front of arguably the largest headliner I've ever opened for. And, um, nope, the second I got on stage and that mic was in my hand, I was home. And I was like, there she is. <laughs> oh. And crushed. And then even, like, getting off the stage after the show, I was like, oh, man, Joe Gray said, he was like, great set, you, you killed it. I was like, oh, my God, Joe DeRosa just told me I killed it. I was like, I just came in my pants. I'm sorry, Joe. That was weird. Um <laughs> But even everybody else on that show was so insanely good. Like, oh, my God. John Rabin followed me, and he's super fucking funny. After him was Zach Bennett, who, if you are in the Daytona Beach area of Florida, 
Holy fucking ball sack. Zach Bennett is so goddamn funny. His whole 10 minutes, and this was a huge risk, was like basically about open micer, like first time open micer shitheads. And mm-hmm. you've seen these people, Brian. Oh, yeah. But so it was risky because not everybody in that audience had been to open mics and knows this person. But he told it so brilliantly that every that he brought the fucking house down about it. Like the way he tells this story is just like, Mwah. it was so good. Um, and it's funny, too, because I had like met him before that. And he was just this like little shy, quiet mouse in the green room. And then like he gets on stage and is like, ha ha. I'm like, who the fuck <laughs> is this guy? Who is this guy? And then uh, it was funny because then Matt Fernandez followed him. Who is like a little bit lower of an energy comic, but still monster fucking funny. And then I forget what he said as soon as he got on stage. He's like, wow, you guys, we're going to slow it down here for a minute. Uh, this is going to be like, uh, like Motorhead opening up for Alanis Morissette. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just fuck it. Like, I mean, to riff that quick off of like the, okay, the energy's about to change. I'm just going to make a joke about it and we're all going to be okay with it. <laughs> And everything's fine. Yeah. And then Melody Kamali. Oh, my God. She's in Brooklyn, New York. If any of you are there, fuck, go see Melody Kamali. She is so goddamn funny. And then, oh, and then Matt Alano Martin, my friend from Bloomington, Indiana, who we had the matching backdoor hats. Mm -hmm. So he was featuring, and he was wonderful, as usual. So shout out to Matt Alano Martin. If you're in the Bloomington, Indiana area, go to the Comedy Attic because he is... Not only totally amazing, but funny and just a great dude. And then, yeah, Joe DeRosa, our headliner. Like, definitely follow the fuck out of him because, man, sometimes with those headliners, like the really famous people, it it can be, like, either really good or really ugly. And, like, sometimes they're not nice and sometimes they're not that good. But Joe was not only so fucking funny, it was ridiculous. Like, he blew me away but so nice, he just kept hanging out there for a couple days, like... Oh, nice. Yeah, so just a cool stand-up dude. Follow the fuck out of Joe DeRosa. Um, I will save more shout-outs for later, because that was a lot. But, I mean, truly follow all those people on all their social medias. Anything, if they ever have shows, do it, do it, do it. Go get it. Yeah, so, that's that. <laughs> that was all a, right. That was a long <laughs> shout-out, sorry. A very long shout-out. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, we'll pick up where we left off next time. And in the meantime, take care, you little Franks and Beanies. Take care, you little Franks and Beanies. <laughs>